With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. David! Gagan! Oh my God! <laughs> could, could it be? Could, could it be? It could well be. It could it be well the day be. that you've been dreaming of for so long? <laughs> It's probably not today, but it could be soon. Could be tomorrow. Uh, could be the could weekend. Be Sunday. Yeah. Sunday might be likely because Friday, Saturday are kind of the weekend in Saudi. So they mm. mightn't do much then. But obviously, we're waiting on an announcement more from Liverpool than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think the biggest... Um... Well, everybody knows we're talking about Jordan Henderson leaving Liverpool. Um, we're going to get right into it because I think the whole 30, 40 minutes that we've got are going to be spent on this and this alone. Um, we've got a few things to cover, um, apart from your joy. But there, but but yeah, I, I think the biggest thing now, I, I didn't believe it when it was all breaking out. You know, when the news was breaking, I didn't believe it at all. To be honest, I was one of the people who was like, this ain't happening. No chance does he go there. From you know, with from what we know about the player, the man, whatever, there's no way he's going to go there. So, um, for a less joyous podcast and a more serious podcast about this, you can listen to uh, Dave Davis and Justin Wells tomorrow on this. But today's probably going to be a bit joyous on this. I'll try and keep it balanced, whilst my partner here will not. Um, but, <laughs> but, but yeah, I didn't believe it. But now, literally every journalist has it, and every journalist has posted about it. And the most interesting thing, Dave, is that journalists are now going into footed, so to speak. That was very well done. I well, thought. are they? Well, some are. That's why I say some David of them are going. Lynch did. David Lynch properly had a go on well, Twitter. Uh, there was one on the Athletic. I can't. I can't recall. Oh, Quiva O'Neill. She went. She went proper. Quiva oh. O'Neill did actually. To be fair, now that's that's a very personal thing. That that no, but that's people, good. That's what we it need. Is, it is. We, but we for people that. that haven't read that piece, um, it's a very very brave piece of journalism yeah. from Quiva that I do recommend you find a way to read it. Um. The re- the response to that article on Twitter, Gags, 
is one of the vilest things I've seen from a group of individuals, a group of very angry young boys who made horrendous comments in response to it and should all go and have a, a good old chat with themselves about, you know... I've, of, I've missed that, Dave. What's, oh, what's happened? Horrendous. So obviously... Example. obviously two examples, not too in-depth, obviously. Well, I'm, I'm not going to give examples because they're they're not worthy of repeating. Wow, but, that bad. Yeah, yeah, that bad. Are you saying like, homophobic stuff? He, oh, massively, massively, right, right, massively. Right. Homo- homophobic comments, uh, homophobic no, attacks at Queen herself. That's unacceptable. It's completely unacceptable. It's completely unacceptable. And um, as I said when I was on Minefield, like I, I, I'm more than willing to accept that there is a religious aspect to this. But I'm also aware of the fact that the religion that I grew up in was also that way inclined towards homopho- uh, homosexuality and almost promoted a homophobic narrative for centuries and has now softened that stance, thankfully enough. I grew up in a country where um, homosexuality was illegal until 1993. Until 2004, homosexuality was still illegal in certain certain parts of the United States of America. So, you know, I'm more than willing to accept that, you know, while we in the Western world do look at certain practices in the Eastern world and say, oh, well, you know, that's barbaric, it's behind the times, et cetera, et cetera. We're not all that far removed from those type of mindsets in our own country. So I, I can appreciate all of that. But at the same time... Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well... Over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to AnfieldIndex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Twitter is not, not the place to air that type of... No, no, no. And I just want to just quickly say that I had similar conversations in my trip in, in the US. And like, at the end of the day, you know, there there's a fine line with things. Um, this is you know, part of some people's religions and like, you have to respect that bit, you know, what it is, is that, uh, cause they've grown up in it and you know, they're going to believe that stuff. And that's that like, you have to put yeah, yourself in that position but, but and understand it. Is... I think what it is, is right. You have a belief, but then there's the atrocities, like, yes. you know, as in like, you know, you can believe it and you know what, if you believe it, I'm happy for you to believe it because I, I respect all religions. It doesn't mean I have to agree with it. The other thing is that, um, if you believe it, how about, not doing atrocities to people, yeah. you know, that, that, that are that, that's in a minority. Like and like, you know, for, no. you know, people, we, we're minorities. I'm a minority, you know, um, it, it's, it's an, atrocity. I'm a straight white man. Guys. You're not, 
I, I'm talking I about me. I'm talking about the least minority person. Uh, in the world. Yes, I know. I'm I'm talking about Asians, so myself. Yeah, and, you of know, course. Yeah. I, 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 when I speak about, I'm a Hindu, but when I speak about Muslims, I speak about us because we're Asians. We're together. Uh, we we we've been treated the same. Of course, you know. In, in certain situations, obviously, since 9-11, it's been different um, and it's been way worse for, 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 you know, the Muslim community. But then the Sikh community has had a blowback from it because of beards and things like that. So, you know, there's a lot of people that have been treated in a bad way because of the way they look and because of the color of their skin. And like, you have to respect those type of things. And, you know, uh, uh, and but like you said, it's not about. Uh, a belief or a religion or, or things it's about what how people treat people um and that's the thing and i believe a lot of these you know a lot of people the that are my friends and stuff they also look down and on on things when people are treated in a bad way and i think that's where the focus needs to stay rather than religions and you know of whatever course. whatever it's the but- treatment of people and that's where that's what jordan was fighting for you know, mm. and that's what, and that's where this conversation should come back into because it's getting too deep, and I'm not good at these deep things. No, but and I apologize if I offend anyone on this, but I, I, I mean, I hope I don't because I don't well, mean I, to. I don't care if I offend people. Um, well, I you, do. You, you can't, you can't promote a homophobic narrative and say that's based on your religion, and then be surprised when there's pushback against your religion. One of the biggest things people take against Islam is the homophobic push. Now, not obviously from the majority. The majority of Muslims that I've ever had encounters with couldn't care less if people are gay or straight because they're just good people. And they understand that religion is a guidance. It's not a rule. So, you know... But when you're out on social media promoting homophobic narrative and attacking people over their sexuality and then following it up with, with, well, well, it's because of my religion, you then can't be upset that somebody criticizes your religion because you're the one that's put your religion into the conversation. And again, I'm talking about a small group of people yeah, not, not, that. Not, 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 not the majority. And I don't think anyone in Anfield Index or, or people that listen do that type of stuff either. No, so. definitely not. Definitely not. They wouldn't be part of Anfield Index if they did. It's no. as simple as that. We have, we have Muslim people who contribute to Anfield Index, and I've never once seen any of them say anything of that nature. So, you know, that's just how, how it is. No, and I feel inclusive with, 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 with you know, Asians as a whole. So, like, you know. It's. It, I would want to protect them if that makes sense. Does, does that make any sense? Like you of know, I don't, I don't think. Um, yeah, I don't think they would think that or, or be like that. And this is a very small minority of people that are behaving in this way, and it and it actually isn't just Asians doing this or or minorities behaving in this way, Dave. It's people behaving in this way because they support Jordan. Yeah, I mean, there's part of it that's that as well, and obviously, look, they. He, he's very clear, uh, cleverly used the media here again, as he is, he is wont to do, especially his good friend Dom King, uh, who's still pretending that nothing is decided, that he hasn't accepted the offer from al even though it was very widely reported before talks began between the clubs that he had accepted the offer. Um, he, he planted the 700,000 a week figure 
with Dom King and others, David Ornstein, who, again, he used in 2021 when he wanted his new contract and we, we were given lies about interest from PSG and Atletico Madrid. The 700,000 figure doesn't exist. And multiple journalists of, of far higher repute than Dom King have confirmed that. Multiple journalists. Uh, Paul Joyce and Neil Jones, I believe, said uh, it's about 350,000 yesterday. Uh, others who are connected to the Saudis and other way, otherwise have said it's around about 300,000. So a lot of people, what they're doing is they're looking at this, at that 700,000 figure and saying, oh, he had no choice because that's so much more money than he's on now that it's just inconceivable that he would even consider turning it down. But that figure isn't real. Now, the truth of it is he has been offered significantly more than he earns at Liverpool, especially when you factor in of the 200 grand that he earns now, he's probably given up what gags 90 grand in terms of tax and deductions. Hmm. So he's probably um, coming out with about 110. No, maybe not because, um, because, because they don't, they don't actually go directly to, uh, it's not like a, a pay as you earn situation where you get taxed at source. The, they, they have a company created. So all of their money is going directly into a company and then from there they can draw expenses they can they can take a, a short smaller wage but then basically somehow find a was way was this not was this was this not outlawed a few years ago no 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 not at all that's the one where you go to isle of man and stuff and you get like and oh, you get like a, well, you, you get to, you only you. pay 10% but this is actually yeah, running yeah. a company so you run it as a company like any other company would like an independent so, contractor almost yeah that's right as a one man company so or yeah. you can have staff like literally players can have staff, right? So they can have personal staff they can have, and they can pay people wage out of that. Uh, they can have their wife in there if their wife's not working, so they can draw a wage. So either way, uh, you can find a way to do these things or invest in other businesses from it and then take money out of those businesses. Does that make sense? So I, yeah. I don't see, I don't think they would. So that's how they invest in businesses and stuff. They won't put their own cash in. They actually just put the wages that come into business and then into another business and into or or create businesses out of that company if that makes sense so it's like um yeah i i I, they don't actually i don't even know how much they'd get taxed but if they keep reinvesting into other things do they even get taxed that much they'll purchase probably paying some sort of corporation tax that's it that's it that's it and then then they'll get done by expenses as well and all (laughs) it's all dependent yeah and like say say for example if he Let's just say he's earning 200 grand a week or whatever. Mm. He'll mm. pay a corporation tax bill once a year. Yeah. He, he might pay himself a weekly salary of, let's just say, three grand. Yes. Just, yeah. Just so there's, you know, there's money in his account in his, because obviously he's going to separate his personal bills from any business bills or whatever. Yeah. 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 So he'll pay tax. So, so yeah, he, he's probably, he's probably coming out then with, with 170 a week, 180 a week, maybe, depending on what way he's working things. So if he's getting, loaded. Yeah, they're loaded. Yeah, if he's getting three fifty without tax, and the thing about Saudi is there's no tax as long as you don't return to England within the first two years, I believe. Now wow. that gets a little bit funny because when is it two years from? Is it two years from the last paycheck you get there, or is it two years from the first paycheck you get there? I would have if, known. If, if he goes there for three years, 
Is he then obligated to pay tax on some of that earnings if he returns to England within two years after his contract ends? These are things that I'm sure he's got people that have told him, because obviously he has a considerable staff of his own, including a massive PR department, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Yeah, look, it's probably double the money, realistically. It's probably double the money. That's what he's gone for. He's doubling his earning potential. He knows full well. it's tax-free, it's incredible. Yeah, but he knows full well he wasn't getting the contract from Liverpool. Not mm-hmm. after the crap he pulled in 2021 and not after how badly he's played in the last two years on this new contract. So, you know, it, it is understandable that he's going to get a lot more money. It's not life-changing or anything like that because he's already loaded. If he's made $10 million a year the last two years, he was on 140 on his old contract for three years. That's another $21 million. So that's $41 million. And before that, he was on about 100000 for probably three years. So he's probably made you know the, over $55 million a year over the last eight years that Jurgen Klopp has been at the club. So wow. he's, he, he's set for life. He, he has no financial worries at all. And when people throw up the figures of, oh, well, 65% of professional footballers go bankrupt within five years of retiring. That is potentially true. That is the lower tier of football. That is your conference league, league two and league one players. It's not your Premier League players. Very few Premier League players are going broke at any point in their lives. And nobody who's had a career as long as Jordan Henderson at a top club is ever going broke unless he does something utterly ridiculous with his money. So it's not life-changing in any way, shape or form. His family are already set up for generations. So in, in one way, it is just pure greed, which is what the contract in 2021 was as well, because he still had two years left. He was being well paid. 140 grand a week was more than, more than fair for what he'd contributed to the team. And he felt it wasn't enough, and he managed to get an extra three million a year on a, four, a new four-year deal. So it is about greed, but it's also a weird thing where others have said, "Oh, well, he was told he wouldn't play as much. He 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 couldn't have just stayed and decided to fight for his spot in the team." These are the same people, by the way, who when he posted pictures of himself doing a Rocky tribute act, said. Hendo's up for the fight of fighting for his place in the team. But he clearly wasn't. He clearly wasn't at all. So he got himself in great shape at 33. Why it took him to this age to get in such shape is anybody's guess. Well, I, like, I've, got, I've got a different take. So he, he got into shape to get into the team for sure. But then as he turned up, Jürgen said straight to him, sorry, mate, <laughs> you look great. Rocky, oh boy. But, but why didn't uh, he get in the not, shape you're, you're not, five years ago, Gags? Why didn't he get in the oh, shape yeah. I'm not, I'm, ago, I'm not arguing ago, about that. I'm arguing, I'm arguing about the other bits. That, yeah, but, you know, but could, he not, could he not have said, right, well, that's fair enough. Your plan might be that you're going to start these two new lads, but that shirt is still mine, and I'm going to fight to keep it. He couldn't have doubled down in his efforts. He couldn't have put in the extra shift. Well, he, got, um, he, he was guaranteed a spot for so long. He got used to it. Yeah, that's what I mean. He got mm-hmm. used to it, he got lazy. And the first sign that he wasn't going to be in the team, he turned tail and he ran away. And that's the person that people want to believe was some sort of 
mentality monster. He ran away at the first sign of you're not in the team. Through a tantrum in 2019, when he got dropped out of the team, got back in, undeservedly has stayed in. And now that he's been told you're no longer first choice, he doesn't want to pull up a fight for the shirt. And he doesn't want to just stay like Milner and be that model pro and be the one that guides the young players. He doesn't want to give that back to the club. So obviously there's more than just the LGBTQ thing here that's disappointing. The fact that he's not willing to give back to the club after the club have given him everything for 12 years. And he wasn't willing to give them back even 12 months. He wasn't willing to give Jurgen Klopp, who gave him a career. The fellow would be playing for West Ham or looking for a new club after getting relegated with Leicester if it wasn't for Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp. And he's not willing to give Klopp a year of his time. But we're good with him going, right? So does it really, like, matter? No, it doesn't matter, Gags. It's all slander, Gags. What I'm doing is I'm running <laughs> slander campaigns on the yeah, but Why? Why, dude? Come on. Because that's what I do, Gags. It's true to brand. <laughs> Stay on brand with me. No, look, look. Look, you're getting what you wanted. Be gracious I am. I'm now. delighted. I am. At the end of the day, he, did, he did work his arse off. If he wasn't talented... Did he work I'm, his arse but... off? Because he's only come in in shape this year, Gags. So what was... Oh, come on, baby. He did. He did. He no, did, he, did. Did. he did. He did. He did. I know. It was the one thing he could do. It was yeah. the one thing he could do. He he was he was an absolute machine for for running yeah. for many years. Yeah. But when his legs went, he clearly wasn't a good enough footballer to play for Liverpool. And that's just the fact of it. And his legs have been gone for two and a half years now. Since he looked ropey in the 2021 season. And then he had that remember that injury against Everton that ended his season was an a, a torn abductor? Hmm. And then he came back and played in the Euros for England, putting country before club once again, it might be pointed out. And then his legs have been gone since. He just he can't run anymore. He he moves so painfully slowly. And it looks really awkward when he runs. Like it looks really, really awkward now when he runs. He looks like a man a man who's moving in pain all the time. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable, they're every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. So without his legs, without that ability to run, he doesn't have the footballing ability to play for a top-level club. He doesn't have the technical ability. He can pull off a nice pass every so often. So can pretty much every pro pro, uh, pro player. But he can't play. Simple <laughs> as that. He, there. he can't play. 
Yeah, I, I get it. I think, um, like you said, like we all said, he's, um, you know, he's he he's been a great servant to the club. He's, like I said, worked very hard, really good leadership. But the the, the talent, you know, was always the 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 issue in terms of on ball and stuff like that. And and especially when the team is trying to evolve in the last couple of years, you know, when when Tiago came in and things like that, it it was a hard watch. At times, you know, well, every time, if you're, if you're Dave, um, it was a real hard watch. So this is this is the right thing that's happening, you know. And, uh, and I guess people are unhappy about, you know, the turnaround and uh, on what's happening with his views and his morals and, you know, how he's turned on those. I get it. That's fine. Um, and, you know, you're, you're, you're absolutely right to me and everybody should be upset about those things. I think some of us, though, have been really wanting for him to move on and get out of the team. And also the big problem for us has been the, the, the Jurgen Klopp loyalty factor and that he would always regress to the people that he knows did it for him when they were, when they were ace, you know, or at least when they were younger and fitter. And that's what he needs. He needs runners. And and that's not that wasn't working anymore. Even though you know, and and he needed to give other people a chance. And I think you know what, maybe a clean slate at the club, and maybe a clean slate of Fab and Hendo. And and Thiago doesn't play much anyway. You know, he'll he'll play when he does play. He's great, by the way, Thiago. So when he does play sixty minutes, he'll be superb. Yeah, he won't bring the team down. So no. him playing a few a few games like that, and now not having to play. 10 games in a row, which is why he breaks down. And instead, maybe Thiago manages a whole season of playing 60-30, 60-30, and literally gets... I wouldn't even gets... do that, Gags. I wouldn't even do it. Yeah, exactly. Just play when you need. Once a week, play yeah. either in the midweek team for the, the League Cup and the Europa League. And I think he'd be great in the Europa League team. If we send out a midfield in the Europa League of, let's, let's just say, it's Thiago... Romeo Lavia potentially and Curtis Jones in the midweek team. And that's the midweek midfield. And then they're all on the bench at the weekend. And we've got Alexis, let's just say Czech Decore and Dominic as the, the Premier League midfield. Well, then we'll have two really strong midfields and nobody has to start back-to-back games. You've also got Bessetic to throw into that mix. You've got Harvielli to throw into that mix, although I think they can be used in other areas. Like, we can manage this properly up until Christmas by playing everybody once a week and not overplaying them. And if there's any kind of risk with them, you just leave them out because the Europa League will be weak enough that we don't have to play our first team. None of our best 11 should start a single Europa League group stage game. I agree. And I, and I think I, I completely agree with that. And that, what, that was the point I was making that Klopp would regress to like, you know, these guys have worked for me, so I'm going to play them. And like now with a clean slate, we're not going to get that issue. He's going to have to play players that need to rest and play players that are new and that are coming in or youngsters. And so, you know, that's going to be interesting for us as a fan base. That's going to be interesting for us in terms of what happens with the team sheet. Hopefully we're always happy and we'll know if someone's dropped. It's mainly for rotation purposes rather than because he wanted to uh, shoehorn a Hendo in or a Milner in. And that's a great thing because both of those out means we're going to have to be using the squad properly and it will be more objective. And I think we've been asking for that for ages because all of us know that those players weren't good enough and especially last season you know you come fifth yeah you had a bit of a run at the end but that had nothing to do with those players let me be honest um at all and 
it's it's down to having players like this in your squad that we are where we are or where we were right now um, last year, last season and why we're in the Euro, Europa League now. And the mismanagement of all those players like Ox, Cater, you know, all these players that had been kept on for so long and just were a waste of a space in a squad. You're going to have a tighter squad this year. You're going to have better players. We're going to really see a different Liverpool. It's so exciting, Dave. It is. It is. And like, I'm really glad that the last run of the season hasn't coloured the view of the manager and the recruitment staff into believing that things were better than they were because they they fooled themselves into thinking things were okay after the 2021 season because we ended up in third with that late run. But, I mean, you look at the teams we played last season in that, in that run-in. So we, we get battered by City having lost to Bournemouth the week before. Uh, we we draw nil-nil with an awful Chelsea team, a genuinely awful Chelsea team. We draw 2-2 with Arsenal, who were in the process of collapsing in the title race. Uh, we beat a garbage Leeds team, who got relegated. We beat a garbage Nottingham Forest team, who almost got relegated. We beat a dreadful West Ham team, who finished 14th or 15th. We beat a really bad Spurs team having thrown away a 3-0 lead. We were very, very fortunate to win that game. Uh, we beat Fulham 1-0 with a Mo Salah penalty and were fortunate to win the game. We needed Ali to make a massive save late on. We beat Brentford 1-0 with an early Salah goal and Brentford had some good chances in that game. We beat a dreadful Leicester team who got relegated. We drew 1-1 with Villa, who were the best team outside of Arsenal that we've played here. And then we drew 4-4 with Southampton, who got relegated. So we played two good teams in form, Arsenal and Villa. Two good teams in dreadful form in Chelsea and Spurs. Some mediocrity in Fulham and Brentford. And then Dross in Leeds, Forest, West Ham and Southampton and Leicester. We didn't play the creme de la creme of the league there. So if, if we'd been going into that run in normal Liverpool form, we'd have looked at that run and thought, yeah, we, we could win seven or eight and draw the other three or four of those games. That's what we would have expected. It was just that we'd been so poor beforehand that it yeah, seemed better than that was back to normal Liverpool. That's what yeah, we'd expect. You that's know. the thing. I mean, I, I, would, I, I wouldn't even expect the bloody draws the last two anyway. I'd expect to win all of those. Of course. Yeah. But those, those performances were not particularly great. We were awful in the first half against Leeds, but we were brilliant mm. in the second half. We were dreadful against Forest for the whole game. We were poor against West Ham. We were great for 15 minutes against Spurs and then god-awful. Actually, probably 25 minutes against Spurs and then god-awful. We weren't good against Fulham, weren't good against Brentford. We were good against against uh, Leicester. Curtis Jones in particular was outstanding on the night as he had been in a couple of the previous games. Um, I thought we were pretty good against Villa for spells, but Villa figured out how to stop the Trent thing quite well. And then the Fulham, the, the Southampton game was just an absolute And that's why we need mess. players like... Um, and that's why we needed players like uh, Dominic Sobozlai and uh, Alexis McAllister. Yeah. I mean, 
they're going to be able to find players, the timing of passes. I mean, just in just in one game, you could see a difference in the midfield. In- oh, and, and Jota came out after the game and, oh my and, God. and was glowing about Alexis. Oh my he didn't God. even get to play with Dom yet. No, he was just like, that was a slap. That yeah, was a bit was. of a slap. That was it a slap like, at, at, at Henderson. It was. Well, at, at, at the previous midfield, to be honest, it was just like, uh, it's great to work with players that can find you. Yeah. But you know when it, you make a run. It was a slap at Henderson because Thiago, Naby and, and Fab could all find a player with a pass. It was a slap at Henderson. It was. And there'll, uh, be, more, there'll, be, more than, there'll be more than one, guys. There will be multiple. As there's been multiple slaps at him from journalists, including a tweet by David Lynch yesterday, which says, while we can all be hypocrites at times, there's something particularly sinister about going out of your way to champion LGBTQ plus rights and then doing this. Was it just good PR? You also have the Chris Bascombe article today, which plays down some of what took place in 2021, but makes it very clear that Henderson forced a new contract onto a club that didn't want to give him a new contract. Um, there's going to be a couple of people that will take shots at him because guys, we watched last season as players ran out of patience with him because they got sick of him blaming them for his inability to do certain things. So when he overhit a pass and then screamed at them, when he didn't track a runner and then screamed at them, when he failed to control a simple ball into his feet and screamed at them, Players got sick of him. Ali got sick of him. Trent told him where to go multiple times through the year. Virgil clearly had lost patience for him. Thiago, I don't think, has ever had much patience for him and just looks at him weird, as if, like, why are you talking to me when Henderson's trying to have a go at him? Players get bored of listening to people who they know aren't as good as them telling them what to do when it's not their position to tell them what to do. So... I think it was a slap at Henderson because, look, who else played in that midfield last year that couldn't pass the ball very well? Milner barely played in midfield. No. It wasn't Fab, it wasn't Thiago, it wasn't Naby, it wasn't Ox, it wasn't Curtis. It wasn't Harvey Elliott. There's only one name left. So, <laughs> you know? You're loving, you're loving this, aren't you? You're absolutely yeah. loving this. And yeah, 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 that's why, you know, at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's happening. I mean... Were you in disbelief at the start? Were you like, no, it's impossible, no way, it's not possible? Because I know you were, I think your Twitter, looking at your Twitter feed, it was like, don't be silly. He's not leaving. He's not leaving. And then all of a sudden it was, he's definitely leaving. And now are you were the, you went from, you did a total 180. You were from not being convinced at all to completely convinced. Yeah, so. It's a, it was a lot of fun, to be fair. No, so basically, when the when it first came out, yeah, um, my initial thought, I think, was a lot of people's initial thought, like what we know of him as a person, forgetting forgetting him as a player, right? Put that to one side. What we know of him as a person, his public front that he has sculpted for himself as a champion of the common man, LGBTQ, poverty, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, did not align with a move to Saudi Arabia. It simply didn't. So my assumption was that... That's my point as well, yeah. Just he's not going to go it. because, yeah. because he, he, he won't 
he won't want to go over there. Now, at the time, I was unaware of where El Etafak were located. It looks like he can live in Bahrain and and work and, and play for El Etafak. It's right on the border, apparently. So seemingly, that's what a lot of people do in Bahrain is a little bit more... Um, Moderate, I suppose, is the right word. No, no, I, I don't think they are. Well, that—that's what people say. So I—I no, I don't okay. know. I don't know. Um, but regardless, um, my assumption was he wouldn't. And then, as more and more people started to suggest that he was at least talking to them, because I, initially I thought he's not going to get an offer because. Gerard joined Al Etifak, who aren't one of the big four who got taken over by the PIF. And I wasn't aware at the time that the PIF had told the other clubs in the league, if you can get star names in, we'll pay the wages. But you have to, and we'll help with the fee, but you have to put your own cash in as well. So my assumption was, they're not going to do this. This isn't going to happen. There's not going to be an offer. Gerard might have texted him and said, look, would you be interested? And Henderson, in all likelihood, I thought, would have said no. But more and more mumblings, more and more rumours, more and more smoke. And all of a sudden, it became clear that not only was he considering it, but he was going to accept it. And you had some journalists jump at it and say, he is going to accept this offer. You had uh, a Leicester-based spoofer say... He's he's decided to stay. Who's since changed his mind? Um, <laughs> and then, and like, to be fair, we were getting conflicting information because it was it was clear that the club were leaking to some people. It was clear that Henderson was leaking to others, and it was clear that certain people through avenues. I'm not still not sure how they've managed to create for themselves we're getting information directly from the Saudis and when you set, st- stood back and kind of put it all together and you had the information coming out of the Saudis the information that was clearly coming from Henderson's camp which was talking about all this £700,000 a week and all this kind of stuff it became fairly clear that this is going to happen there's a narrative been shaped here that it's money he couldn't turn down. Then obviously we get the news that he has accepted the offer. And then things went weird because if you remember, we were talking about this on the Discord about how slow everything went. Mm. Like There was no real contact between the clubs for like a week after he accepted their offer. There was no contact for a week until they, they came forward and actually met with the club. But it just appears like when you look at the other deals they've done, this kind of seems to be the way they do it. They get the player on board. They go and get the approval from the PIF to spend the money. And once they've got that approval, it's game on. And it might just have taken longer for Aletafak than it would for, say, Al-Nazir, because Al-Nazir are being fully funded by the PIF and Aletafak are kind of looking for scraps from the table. Yeah. So, like... Negotiations started, I want to say, on Monday between the clubs. And by Wednesday, the deal was done. Well, I think there's something that went on because um, it, it must have been something to do with the wages uh, and, and some kind of a 
I think there's a bonus payment that might be having to be made to 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 Hendo that I think um, some people were talking about. That happens very golden handshake deal because he did not ask for transfer. Well, also it's because how long you've been at the club ten year wise. Well, he's been there ten years, so they might give him kind of testimonial money. But the fact that he owed, but he might have just have to drop that, or that's why we wanted a fee. So yeah, we have to pay some of it to him. I, I would say him. that's what's happened. See, yeah. see, my, my that's why the freebie, like we were talking about, remember that someone had promised, like either yeah. it was Gerard or someone no, had promised Gerard. the club that, oh, we'll be able to give him for free. It was Henderson's people almost certainly. Yeah, I think they were talking to Gerard as well. So obviously Gerard's gone back and said, oh, we might be able to get him for free. And they were like, okay, 700K. But I think that's probably changed the wage structure maybe for No, the, the, the information because, has come from... from people that have had every step of this is was that never, it was, it was never never 700k okay makes sense so he's not giving money back on the saudi side he's giving money back on the liverpool side he's probably like there, he he might have if, if we had decided to sell him he might have been due a significant payoff like a, a golden handshake type of deal and I, he's because he didn't actually put in a transfer request he's probably still due that money and he's probably agreed to forego it. It could have been, yeah, it might have been two or three million quid, <clears throat> which is yeah, probably well, why they've got them for twelve rather than fifteen. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think. I think it's going to be undisclosed anyway. In the end, yeah. but but I, I I really do think there was something that held it up due to an amount owed to Hendo, and he's you know he's either uh, forgone that or he's um, you know that's why Liverpool have got a fee. For it. Look, it's a really good fee. It's a really good fee. 12 million plus add-ons. That, like, you know, like that we never I seen. can't believe people are thinking it's a bad fee. It's a really good fee. If we put him on the market tomorrow, there are, there are a small handful of clubs that would want him. None of those clubs could afford to pay more than 8 to 10 million for a guy his age with his injury track record. So you get 8 to 10 million. a million a month? Yeah, he's on 10 million a year. You know, like they're not paying that kind of money. They're paying him probably more like a hundred grand a week rather than two hundred grand a week. So guess who gets to make up the difference in those wages? We do. So if we were to sell him, let's just say we said, let's just say West Ham came in and said, "Look, we'll give you eight million for him," yeah. and we went, "Okay, good deal." Um, Jordan's happy to go. Everybody's in, in agreement. Great, eight million it is. And then he comes back and says, "Right, I've I've signed a contract there. It's it's a hundred grand a week." You now owe me 10 million, 5 yeah. million a year for the next two years. Yeah. So we end up losing money on that deal. We, that would cost us 2 million to get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this is a great deal. It doesn't cost us anything to get rid of them. We get 12 million in, and you combine that with the overpayment for Fabinho, because there's not a world in which Fabinho is a 40 million pound player anymore. That's 52 million for and two they- lads that probably aren't Premier League. High-level Premier League calibre anymore. The really interesting point here is, though, if that exists on all player contracts, imagine that's why a lot of players are going to going for freeze because selling them, they weren't willing to, like the Nabbies of the world or the Oxes, willing to give away some of that payment because they weren't going to they weren't going to request to leave because they're in the best place ever, right? That's there's also thing. agent fees to consider. Like you don't just pay yeah. agent fees when you buy a player; you pay agent fees. So when Liverpool you sell a probably player. been in, in a bit of a catch twenty two where they can't actually you know, sell these players because one, they're not really wanted by clubs that have loads of money. They'll be willing to pay, you know, some of the wages off themselves. And the players themselves have been so 
poor in terms of injury records that, you know, they're probably just willing to take the money where they are. And they've got a good wage. So it's, it's been a bit of a difficult period for Liverpool, but we're in a phase now where we're clear. Yeah. You know, there's going to be a nice wage bill here. I think with, with players, hungry players getting hungry to go for it. And like enough, enough of a balance there, you know, or buffer there for players like Trent to become, you know, um, highly paid, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, for sure. And it also means that, you know, we can get our wage bill back into a more manageable state where... I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. We, we had a lot of old players earning a lot of money yeah. and it was obviously affecting what we could spend in the transfer market. And now we're getting in the likes of Dominic and, and Alexis more on that 120 grand a week kind of range. So in two years, they might go to 160 and in four years, they might go to 200 or, or it could be more. But, you know, you're better off having those two earning that type of money than Henderson and Fabinho earning 200 grand a week each or 380 between them. It's around 36, 37 million that we've wiped off the wage bill for two years. Which is huge. It's huge. Like that's a massive difference. That's the difference. That's a player. But bringing in 52 on top. So it's like 90 million. Yeah. Uh, In the coffers, it's 90 million. 90 million. That's incredible. That's incredible. I wonder as well, I wonder if, if the agent fee side of things also held it up. Because Henderson might have had to sit with his agents and say, look, I'll cover your your fee on the back end. I'll give you a slightly higher percent of my contract than is normal. Normally, I think it's 2 or 3% that an agent gets, sometimes 1%, depending on who the player is. So Henderson's a, a big-name player on, on big money. It might be 1% of his contract goes to the agent. He might have said to them, look, I'll give you 2% of my new deal and you waive your agent fees on this because Liverpool would have to pay them. So that would come out of the 12 million or the 15 million you would have wanted. So if, if the agent fee might have been two or three million to do, to do this deal and they've said, okay, we'll waive that. Henderson's waiving his, his, you know, farewell money. That probably makes up a good chunk of the difference between, because I think you had heard we were looking for 18 plus add-ons. Yeah. Something like that, which, so, which I think, We've yeah, come there's... down about six million. That's probably been made up between not paying agent fees on the deal and Henderson maybe 
you know, le- leaving money on the table with us. Well, some which... of the rumours we heard today was that we'll, it, with the add-ons, it'll go up to 20, but it'll never be disclosed. So it'll be disclosed as undisclosed. So And we'll yeah. never see the add-ons. <laughs> like they're, they're going to be on something like a let the fact win the title, which they're just not going to do because nothing against him or, or anyone there. They simply can't compete with the other clubs. Like, if you look at what the other clubs are doing, like the, the big four that um that the PIF have taken over completely and are just going hell for leather at. You've got Al Nazir, who are the club obviously that Cristiano Ronaldo plays for. And they've got Cristiano, they've got Seiko Fafana, they've got uh Marcelo Brozovic, and they're also the club I think I think that are trying to buy who are they trying to buy? They're trying to buy someone else that's a big name. Um, Al-Halil are another big one. They're the club, I think, that are trying to buy Luis Diaz most, which isn't going to happen. They're also trying to sign Musa Diaby. This summer, they've brought in Kaladu Koulibaly. They've brought in Ruben Neves and Sergei Milinkovic-Savage. So, like, you compare those type of deals to Henderson and it's chalk and cheese. Well, Al-Ali are the club currently trying to buy both Riyad Mahrez and Alan St. Maximum. They've also got Bobby and they've got Eduard Mendy. And then Al-Itahad, who are the club trying to sign Fabinho, they have had a whale of a time this summer. N'Golo Kante, <laughs> they've got Benzema. It's like, a, it's like an old man's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it is. It's an, it's, it's an old man's league. What they're doing is they're buying, they're getting old players at the end of their careers with the promise of, Endless wealth, right? And people think that they won't get views, but they will in that in that region. Of course, it'll they be will. massive. Of course, it'll they be will. massive. It'll make it'll make a they'll lot build of money. A TV in those network around them. Yeah, but it'll also I'm, it'll draw eyeballs from everywhere, guys. Oh yeah, I have to go in five. Mm. I wanted to just raise one more thing. Even Melissa Reddy's just come out, or maybe it was earlier on. Oh, it was an hour ago or so, and she's come out and said, you know, this money uh, changes his life. It doesn't. It changes his legacy, like that. I mean, you know, I think, oh, wow. You know, journalists like that who mm. have supported him for a long time. It's now, it is now Dave turning to that. I'm wondering whether he backs out. I am. I, I do wonder if he backs out. With I the, think it's with gone too well. far, Gags. Right. Okay. I think it's gone too far. I, do, I don't think there's any backing out now. There's certainly no place for him to come back to Liverpool. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's the, no the groundswell from the journalists Jurgen Klopp uh, has been very clear from day one. If you tell me you're leaving, you're gone. Yeah. If you're not committed, you're gone. And he's clearly not committed to Liverpool Football Club anymore. So what is there to discuss? It's going to be it, The only person suggesting that he's taking time to think about it is Dom King, who, by the way, worked on his autobiography and is a cheerleader and nothing more. Mm. So everyone else has confirmed it's all agreed it's just a matter of signing paperwork now. This deal is done. Henderson has left the Liverpool camp and will go and have a medical. And it's done. Yeah. And if he turns around and backs out now, he just looks like a, like, like a coward. So <laughs> either, either be, true to your, be true to your principles mm. or don't. But don't flirt with yeah. the money and then well, turn around like you're some sort yeah, of... Yeah, that must be going hero. through his mind that if he changes now... And turns back, it just looks even worse. It, it'll look much worse. It will look that the only reason worse. you came back was because 
you, you were know. afraid of what people were going to say about you. Yeah. But I, I imagine he, he has to have known, right? This didn't just come up in the last week. This has to have been going on for a while. Because by the time it, it broke, it was pretty much agreed between him and the club and, and, and the, the Saudis. So he's had time to sit with his family, with his father, with his wife, with his advisors, and they'll have gone over everything. He's most likely already spoken to Garrett Southgate and said, look, will this affect me going to the Euros? And probably been told, no, no, you're okay. As long as you're playing there and you're fit, I'll bring you to the Euros. Because England is very important to Henderson. So in all likelihood, he's already gone through all these things. His team will have told him, look, you are going to face blowback on this. But the fact of the matter is, even if he turns around now and stays, he's already shown that he turned his back on the LGBT community. Not that he has, sorry, I've worded that wrong. Not that he has turned his back on the LGBTQ community, but that is the perception of what he's done. Yeah. That is now the public perception. So regardless of whether he stays or not, it's looked at like he chose money over morals. That's going to be the case regardless of whether he stays or goes. Yeah. So the best thing for him is to go and just make the most of it because it's it's a league in which he should be fine. He, he should He should be one of the 25 best players in the league overall. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you, you just who cares at this point? Like, just let let the lad go. Like, we've held on to players for too long in the past. This club was always about move them on before the legs go. Klopp hasn't been good enough with that. It's time that people started to overrule Klopp on certain things, and I, I think he might have been overruled on a little bit of this as well. Certainly, he was overruled on the Milner situation. Yeah. But I think there'll be people in the club now with enough power to just turn around to Jurgen and say, look, if, if he turns around and says he's, he's not going to Saudi, he's going somewhere else. Yeah, I do wonder if Jurgen's been brought in as the uh, the fall guy, you know, like... Jürgen possibly. Have, you know, yeah, and, and, possibly. a willing one, a willing one, by the way, because he's got a tough exterior, is, is that Jurgen says, sorry, the big man, new big man's in, and yeah. he says, I've got to rid, rid of... And it makes his job easier because he doesn't... He keeps his relationship with the players, and I know that's not the way Jürgen is, but maybe he finds it hard to 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 be as rough as like that to, to players that he's got big relationships with. Jürgen hey. is, Jürgen is, as a human being, he's an incredibly compassionate man who cares yeah. about everybody, yeah. which is a wonderful trait as a person, not a great trait as a manager. No. The reason Guardiola wins is because he's absolutely ruthless. Completely, doesn't care. Now, I know, I know there's other reasons that he wins, some of them are, are not above board, but the reason Ferguson won, the reason Alex Ferguson has 13 league titles, two Champions Leagues and a whole bunch of domestic cups is because he was ruthless. He, was. he didn't care what you thought. He didn't care about your feelings. And this idea that we're losing anything on the football pitch is just, it's not based in reality. People haven't watched the last couple of years. They haven't watched carefully enough. This is a good move for us. This is a, as good a move as signing Alexis and Dominic. Yeah. Because it's so even if he said to him, you're not in the team, there would come a time during the season where things got a little bit rough and Jürgen thought, I'll put Henderson in. And it would have been an absolute train wreck. So it's the right move for us. It's the right fee for us. And the player's leaving. So personally, I don't really care where he's going. 
you know, not just him, but anyone. If they're yeah. going, they're gone. And they can go yeah. play for whoever they want. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. And that, I think, is the best place to end because I have to go uh, and attend a meeting. But thank you, Dave. We'll get together as soon as we find a replacement. I'm sure there'll be one coming pretty sharpish. Oh, there's that. names doing the rounds, guys, that make there me very happy. names. Names exactly. in the rounds that make Fing- me very happy. Fingers crossed we get them in. But thank you for jumping on so early and, um, oh, well, during our lunch break. And, uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. We'll be back very soon on uh, AI Pro. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.